Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, this smoking good evidence is impossible to rebut. A little recap, Israel is on trial in the world's highest court, the International Court of Justice, for alleged violations of the 1948 Genocide Convention. Last week, the court issued a series of provisional orders to prevent genocide and gave Israel one month to report back on its progress. Now, in a previous video, I've examined how the slaughter has only escalated since the ICJ ruling. ICJ ruling, while the demand to secure humanitarian aid has been derailed by the main humanitarian agency, UNRWA, being financially strangled because of accusations of terrorism against 0.04% of its employees. Obviously, the Genocide Convention prohibits the act of genocide, that is, as it defines it, acts committed with intent to destroy in whole or in part a national, ethnical, racial or religious group. But it then lists five acts which shall be punishable, as it says, clearly, genocide, but among them, conspiracy to commit genocide, attempt to commit genocide, complicity in genocide, but also importantly, direct and public incitement to commit genocide. So to be clear, you're not simply in violation of the Genocide Convention if you commit genocide, but if you incite genocide. Interestingly, Israel itself translated in 1950 that 1948 Genocide Convention into its own domestic law. Obviously, I don't believe for one moment Israel's leaders ever envisaged such legislation to ever relate to Israel's own treatment of the Palestinians, given it was only introduced two years after the so-called Nakba, that is the catastrophe in which three quarters of a million Palestinians were driven from their homes, 15,000 were massacred in the process. Nonetheless, the law is the law. And according to Israel's 1950 crime of genocide, prevention and punishment law, any person guilty of incitement to commit genocide shall be treated like a person guilty of genocide. Guess what the penalty introduced for that was? I'll tell you. Death. Not an exaggeration. I double-checked that with an expert on Israeli law. It remains Israeli law. It's never been repealed. So in actual fact, technically, Israeli government ministers, up to and including the prime minister and president, minister of defence, various other politicians, army officers, soldiers, media outlets, journalists, have committed a capital offence under Israelis, Israel's own laws. I think we can safely conclude they have no intention of enforcing that particular law. Now, in its damning statement... On behalf of the other judges, the president of the court, the US lawyer Joan Donoghue, read out examples of genocidal incitement from senior Israeli politicians. Following on from that, one of their provisional orders was as follows. The court is also of the view that Israel must take measures within its power to prevent and punish the direct and public incitement to commit genocide in relation to the members of the Palestinian group in the Gaza Strip. This particular legally binding order, remember, was voted for near unanimously. 16 judges to one. The dissenting judge from Uganda engaged in absolute wild behaviour, even voting against humanitarian aid to Gaza, on the grounds the so-called Israel-Palestine conflict was a political dispute to resolve, be resolved politically, not the courts. Uganda's own government had to release a statement distancing them, themselves from her. Even Israel's own ad hoc judge voted for that particular one. So how's this order going? Well, this particular case study is a slam dunk, as they say, which underlines Israel's own views on abiding by this order. Let me introduce Captain Lupi, the apparent nom de guerre of a French-Israeli soldier named Benjamin Shmuel Sis. 
Let's just hear from him, shall we? This is one of the many TikToks posted by Israeli soldiers who are boasting about war crimes. I'll do a video specifically on that soon. They're doing so because they're so confident, so cocky, they can get away with anything. International doesn't apply to them. They enjoy impunity. That's their view. Not exactly a delusion, is it, as things stand. So he goes on about going to Gaza. It will be great. We are going to massacre them, massacre them. So here we go. I think we can safely pop that in the genocidal incitement box. Well, it's intent, really, if we're going there. What's happened to Captain Lupi? Well, journalist Eunice Tarari has been trawling through the war crimes and genocidal incitement posted by Israel's uh, Israeli soldiers since this all began. The material is endless, frankly, and I hope he's been looked after by people because it can't be pleasant for one's own mental health to keep sifting through this. Anyway, he's uncovered this. The Israeli military has awarded him a honor certificate. Worth just bearing in mind again, the Genocide Convention, Israel's own laws, and the ICJ's own provisional ruling. An Israeli soldier publicly posted about his intent to go into Gaza and massacre them. The Israeli state is duty-bound to, to quote, take all measures within its power to prevent and punish the direct and public incitement to commit genocide in relation to members of a Palestinian group in the Gaza Strip. What's the Israeli state done here then? Punish and prevent the direct and public incitement to commit genocide? Nope. They handed this captain a certificate honouring him instead. Indeed, if the Israel Defence Forces were the most moral army on earth, as Benjamin Netanyahu keeps perversely, perversely claiming, his conduct would be as a bare minimum investigated, given he publicly told the world what he was going to do. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's one example. Here's another, even more striking example. You may remember that the example submitted by South Africa to the International Court of Justice of incitement included Benjamin Netanyahu, the Prime Minister, twice invoking the biblical story of Amalek, one to Israeli citizens, the other to Israeli soldiers directly. Let's just hear Netanyahu again as a refresh. Remember what Amalek has done to you, says our Holy Bible. And we do remember and we are fighting our brave troops and combatants who are now in Gaza. You must remember what Amalek has done to you, says our Holy Bible, and we do remember. So in the story of Amalek, these Israelites are attacked by the nation of Amalek. 
And God orders the Israelites, exterminate all of them. Direct quote. Now go attack Amalek and prescribe all that belongs to him. Spare no one, but kill alike men and women, infants and sucklings, oxen and sheep, camels and asses. The defense here is that Netanyahu actually meant Hamas, not Gazans in general. How does that possibly work in terms of quoting that biblical story? Well, I refer to a biblical story where vengeance takes the form of exterminating everyone. Men, women, children, babies, livestock for that matter. We were gaslit into believing by Israel's defenders that this was not how Israeli soldiers understood what they were told. They understood it just meant Hamas, despite what the actual words written in the scripture say. So let's just hear from this charming example, shall we? so he talks about leaving the southern Gaza city of Khan Yunis with mixed emotions, bless. And he says, blessed be the Lord, we have destroyed a vast territory. He goes on to say that they killed tens of thousands of the Amalek. Well, he clearly doesn't mean Hamas here, does he? How could he? No one thinks or claims tens of thousands of Hamas militants have been killed in Gaza. Absolutely nobody. If we include those Palestinians buried under the rubble, who are clearly dead, the official figure is well over 30,000, but it's likely to be an underestimate, not least given all those dying because healthcare has been destroyed and civilians lack access to food, water, shelter, and so on. So he clearly means Palestinians in Gaza in general. He thinks Amaleks are Palestinians. He makes clear anyway <laughs> that all of that because he says that to be a moral army, Israel has to understand that morally every Arab is a suspicious entity. He goes on to say, to be moral is to conquer and flatten all parts of the land of Israel. I was initially confused, but he clearly means Gaza is, should be part of Israel, that it is Israel really, and needs to be flattened and conquered by Israel. Clearly just genocidal stuff, clearly interpreting Netanyahu's words in a genocidal fashion. So he underlines here a direct link between the genocidal rhetoric of those at the top and the genocidal mindset of soldiers who are clearly responsible for, well, as the soldier says himself, just use his own words, flattening and destroying Gaza. Damning itself of Netanyahu, but it shows why the Genocide Convention made genocidal incitement a crime in its own right. That's, that is not just committing genocide, because it has direct genocidal consequences. You can't have a genocide without genocidal incitement. By definition, it is an essential pillar of genocide. Now, this soldier has previously explained, by the way, why even if the enemy puts down his weapon and runs away, you have to kill him. So, you know, in any case, shooting armed opponents as they run away is a war crime. I don't really need to explain that. So the soldiers just openly boasting about the war crimes because they know as they as things stand, they can get away with it. Impunity, because Israel will not abide by its own supposed law, but it won't abide by international law. It won't abide by what the International Court of Justice tells us to do. That includes gratuitously violating the Genocide Convention and the ICJ's orders. Israel, in violation, is in violation of the Genocide Convention, clearly on incitement, as I've just shown. It was ordered by the ICJ to take all measures within its power to prevent and punish the direct and public incitement to commit genocide. You can see it isn't doing that. Israeli soldiers 
are allowed to churn out genocidal material. They're even getting awards. They're not being punished. No excuses. When Israel reports to the ICJ on how it's meeting those orders in around three weeks' time, the ICJ needs to note these examples. Otherwise, this whole process is nothing but a farce. Please like and subscribe. Um, do share the video. Keep sharing the road on patreon.com forward slash ojo84. Listen to the podcast. I'll speak to you soon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.